You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God. Mind control. The last days. Higher dimensions. Unity. The power of faith. Discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Devon is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com and www.thefireplacechurch.org. And at thefireplacechurch.org, folks, we are creating community. Why? Because you asked for it. We have two services for those of you that have different kinds of scheduling conflicts, one on Friday night and one on Sunday night, which creates an opportunity for you not only to get a worship service in with solid teaching, but also community with like-minded individuals from around the world. Why wouldn't you want to participate in this awesome platform? We want to invite you to come to join us, to hang out, and to make a friend. Look, um... In addition to that, we have discipleship going on, folks, and discipleship has been a huge platform. I mean, we have seen a lot of people empowered, lives changed, paradigm shifted, victory enter into life, spiritual gifts imparted. We have seen all kinds of moves of God's Spirit in the lives of people. We want to invite you to be part of it. We're going to be launching the next round of discipleship on um, October 17th, that that. Monday will be the first, and we'll be doing classes throughout the week. We have four classes, Grace in Christ, the Kingdom, and Spiritual Warfare. If you haven't already received an email about that because you're on our waiting list or even in our general email list, make sure you reach out to us through our website and let us know, hey, I want to join Discipleship. Send me the sign-up form before it's too late because I want to be a part of it, and we will do it. Nikki will take care of it. She is fantastic. Um, Folks, there have been so many positive things that come out of discipleship. I want to make sure you get a, a chance to experience what 
Everyone else has just been so blessed by. Also, for those that have participated in the discipleship, this is what it opens up to you at Bride Ministries. One, it opens up to you opportunity to be part of the one volunteer opportunity that we have available um, fairly publicly. I mean, we do some <laughs> filtering. But the, the, the reality is, if you have vision to be part of our uh, Fireplace Church moderator team, our requirement at Bride Ministries is that you have completed at least one of the four discipleship courses. Also, if you have completed one of the four discipleship courses, we are making available to you, exclusively to you and no one else outside of this, advanced spiritual warfare conferences. And this um, coming October 15th, Saturday, we're going to be doing Advanced Spiritual Warfare 1, the conference. And the reason why we're calling it Advanced Spiritual Warfare Number 1 is because there will be an Advanced Spiritual Warfare Number 2 conference. And in Advanced Spiritual Warfare Number 1, we get into how to engage heavenly powers, also realms, subjects that have is really not talked about, plenty of opportunity to ask every question you ever wanted to ask me or um, you know, we have some sometimes some interesting people show up, like the survivors that have been on my program in these um, conferences. So we have really exciting conversation, um, cutting edge. It's it's just it's really awesome. And so when we get into the advanced studies, as far as uh, conferences are concerned, those are going to be exclusively made available to those that have finished discipleship courses. So there's a lot of reason to be part of Bride Ministries Discipleship. In addition, I'm just going to say this and, and then I'll stop yapping. Uh, this week, um, I am going to be playing the recording of the sermon that I preached when I was at Global File Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, back in August. Now, coming up in November, we are hosting Dimensions of Glory and Kingdom Warfare School, and it's going to be me and Jeff Jansen, overseer of Global Fire Ministries and uh, lead pastor at Global Fire Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It's $50 per person, $75 per couple. You could register and hang out with us that weekend, November 4th through the 6th. It is going to be really cutting edge, folks. It is, I, I, I know that God is planning on doing awesome things. And so, Go go to globalfireministries.com, sign up if you can make it. Really, I want to invite you. It's it's going to be really great. Um, and, and today you're going to get to hear a little bit of what happened the last time I was there. We had an awesome time, and I was just so grateful for Jeff and Jan's hospitality. And the fact that they invited me to speak at their church, I, I mean, sight unseen, it's just the story is amazing. Anyway, that is there. And of course, listen, guys, we are doing a lot at Bride Ministries. This is not a one-man show. We are running a church. We are reaching out, helping survivors. We have a team of DID coaches. We have staff, um, Nikki, Darla, Sally. They, they are doing a ton to make sure that those of you that write in are, are getting the kind of responses that you need, that we're saying thank you for all of our financial supporters, that we're getting questions answered. Also, that things like conferences and, and discipleship courses are being facilitated, re needs are being responded to, um, the church is being facilitated, coordinated. This is so much that goes behind the scenes of what we're doing at Bride Ministries, folks, and it's not free. And you guys... You're the ones that empowered us to come this far. And I'll tell you what, as we go further, it's going to be you guys that continue to take us there until we begin to merge real business with 
the, you know, uh, underwriting the cost of the ministry. And so I want to encourage you. There are donate buttons. Thefireplacechurch.org, bridemovement.com. They both work and they're all going to the same place. And they are making what we do possible. Folks, I want to encourage you. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 362, Nash, Texas 75569. I want to say thank you to all of our financial supporters that have been getting on board with us regularly. And for those of you that have given one-time gifts, thank you. For those of you that have never considered financial partnering, look, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver and give, and it will be given unto you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Will God cause men to give into your bosom? With that said, we're going to get to the show for today. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. you have plans for us, plans for good and not for evil, plans to give us a hope and a future, and you are here to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty the oppressed, to open the doors of the prisons to those which are bound. You said that we have been given the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. You connect us to that. Lord God, we choose Jesus. Yes. Yes. Lord, right now I say, let my realm be opened up over this house. Lord, it is charged with your names, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Mekedesh, Jehovah Ra'ah, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Gibor, Jehovah Elohim, 
Sabaoth Jehovah is Zeus Jehovah Hosinu. Thus says the Lord, the earth is mine and all that is contained therein. I am bankrupting every contract, lease, and oath, entangling this land with your realms and plans and timelines, and I am taking it back to myself. I am redeeming this land by an act of my own will and the strength of my own hand. To every power that has experienced increase and gain on account is what has been done, anchored, and leveraged. Through here, justice is being rendered to you this day. And I call you all to account to answer thus. Have you done justly? Have you received of my abundance? Have you served me? In the execution of your assignments, have your courses and paths been established by my will? Are you certain of this, your strength? For this day I call heaven and earth to witness against you. I own it all, and what you have pirated shall be brought down in judgment. I will reduce you to that which is rightfully yours, and I will take that which is rightfully mine. I scoff at your timelines. They are weak and petty. Now behold, in the sight of all, they are gone. Where are your timelines? I say you will not find them, not now nor ever. Yes. I receive back to myself every pirated thing held therein. It is done. Fight now with your swords and your shields, with your bows and with your chariots. Your abominations will not stand but fall before me, and all that is determined by the Spirit will not fail to be reflected in the natural. Yes. You are not my friends. You are enemies doomed and called to give an account for wrongs committed. How dare you think that I would permit my own overthrow under any circumstances? Do you yes. not know my might? Have you not all beheld my glory? Have you not been in my court seeking justice on account of laws which change not? Yet you fight against me. I judge you as defeated. I cast you down and decree that you are profane. My unknown armies do it. Overwhelm cannot describe the might and brilliance of who I am, the armies that subdue you now. I extinguish your battlefields. I extinguish your timelines. I extinguish your callings, which you deceitfully entangle men in. I extinguish your extensions. For you have lived lavishly on what has been stolen and pirated from the abundance appointed to my people which you have hijacked. I decree that on account of the witness against you, what has been ascertained by you is taken now. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. These were the opening words to three pages of judgment that God had me read at Point Montauk in New York on April 10th. 
On April 11th, the building of the Temple of Baal in New York was canceled. Come on. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. How many would like some of those words activated for your life, though? Come on. Father God, I thank you right now that your word is living, alive, active, and powerful, and where this word applies, I call it active. In the lives of those here in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 I'm really excited to be here. Amen. Yes. <laughs> And um, I'm so grateful to Jeff and Jan for their hospitality. Also to Tony and Kim, who have been wonderful as well. And, uh, you know, today we're going to talk about warfare. Mm -hmm. Come on, bring it. God's not done doing war. uh, Mm -hmm. And he has an army of people to do it with. That's right. It's you. Amen. And for that reason, he has not left you unequipped. Yep. He has given you spiritual armor. Yep. He's given you access to it. Today, we're going to focus in on the armor of God. Because this is the thing that I realize. I realize that people hate losing. Does anybody really enjoy losing. I love it, Daniel. I love to lose. Every time I play a game, I want to lose. Enter a competition, to lose. Fight the devil, to lose. (laughs) Our people are tired of losing. And this is the problem. We read the Bible and it says something different. It says we're actually supposed to win. That's right. We are supposed to win because apparently we are fighting a defeated foe. (laughs) How often do you feel like your foe is defeated, though? Yeah. So what are we dealing with? Disconnect. We're dealing with disconnect. We're also dealing with less than proficient equipping, maybe, Mm -hmm. to engage the battle that we are in. And one of the things that God has given us to engage the battle is the armor of God. But I've learned a number of things about the armor of God. Not everybody puts it on. True. (laughs) Not everybody puts it on. Why? We're supposed to? You know, um, I am going to talk you through the armor of God. And at the end, we're going to have a unique activation. Come on. Unique impartation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be really cool. And some of you are, I mean, God's going to open your eyes wide open. You're going to see exactly what's happening. Others Come of on. you, you'll 
feel a shift. You might not see it. Some of you not, might not receive it at all. Hopefully no one's in that category, but we're going to do a unique activation at the end. But in order to break this open, I'm going to explain this from two angles. Okay, When we talk about the armor of God. When we get into Ephesians chapter 6, there is a passage that details to us exactly what the armor is. Mm -hmm. It's in Ephesians 6, 4 through 18. And there is a whole lot that we can learn based on the actual wording of the passage that describes it to us. We can learn a lot. Why is it the sword of the Spirit? the belt of truth and not the belt of righteousness or the breastplate of truth. Like, what is the relevance to naming it that way? And there's a lot of lessons that we learn. Unfortunately, in some cases, teaching has stopped with what we can learn and not how we apply. And the reality is we are spirits that have a soul and live in a body. That's right. Yep. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, I pray the God of all peace sanctify you wholly, that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'll tell you, if you can have a part of a body that's not whole because you had an amputation, or your kidneys removed. You can also have a part of a soul that is shattered and even a part of a spirit. We're not going to get into all of that today, but God wants you whole. Now, warring is best done from a state of wholeness. What does this mean? Your brokenness is the devil's back door into your life. Amen. Your brokenness is the devil's back door into your life. So God is in the business of dealing with brokenness. Said unto said to you, come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest for your souls. We spend our time running from God instead of running to God. Amen. Come on. The Bible says in Isaiah 61, he came to bind up the brokenhearted. Yep. That's right. The moment that God begins to bind us up, though, we go into states of nervousness and panic. I don't want to look at that again, God. Yep. Um, that's okay. You can keep losing. Um, I am interested in encouraging people take a journey with Jesus that takes them to a state of wholeness out of which they can war and kick the devil in the teeth. Come on. Yeah. That's good. Now, when we're talking about the armor, we are a spirit that has a soul. Now, what is it? It's the armor of God. Where does that armor exist? In the spirit realm. What that means is that it is little armor that exists in another plane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Daniel, that language is kind of strange to me. I have a book. It's called Higher Dimensions, Parallel Dimensions in the Spirit Realm. Yep. It'll explain some of this to you. The soul level, the spirit level, the spirit realm. What it means for a Christian to navigate the spirit realm as a child of God, not an astral projecting witch. Come on. They have the counterfeit. Come on. We have the genuine. That's it. Come on. And so our spirit is the part of us that actually wears the armor. Come on. Yeah. What we don't realize is that there's more going on in the spirit realm than the natural. But we can get so stuck on the natural, we completely neglect the spirit. Or we're just ignorant of its mechanics. Right. Let me explain to you what I mean by ignorant. There was one day where I was ignorant. Now I was in my office in 2011 doing a long season of preparation. And I was in deep prayer. And I had an encounter. I actually write about this in my book. Next thing I know, I am actually in heaven with Jesus. It's profound. I got really, really excited. <laughs> and it started off where, like, it's really strange. We're, like, sitting at a table. And I'm like, this is so weird. I would not have anticipated this. <laughs> and so it's like we get up and walk out of this room and outside. And Jesus began to show me some things. Now, while this is happening, I am in my office. I didn't actually leave my body. And simultaneously aware of my presence in heaven. Yep. Because the Bible says we have been raised up and seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I call that trans-dimensional activity. Did you know there's no distance in prayer for this reason? Amen. Come on now. So there I am, and he says, now let's take a look at you, young chap. And, and so we take a look, and there I am. Praising God. And I have a blindfold on. And I'm like, what is this? I look so happy and joyful. But I'm wearing a blindfold. It looks ridiculous. God's like, that's you. Because you have no idea where you are. Where are you? So we're ignorant. We are ignorant of our existence in the spirit realm. We are ignorant of the depth of access we are supposed to walk in. Right. Amen. So the Bible said we are citizens in heaven. So you have a spirit. But your spirit isn't confined only to heaven. Your spirit's in your body. Hopefully. <laughs> See that there? Yeah. Um. 
We might have to do a bit of calling back some spirits today. Uh, we might have a few wandering spirits in here. Uh, yeah. What we don't realize is that our spirit has an existence in the spirit realm, and in the spirit realm, there are battles and wars and attacks and sabotage and all kinds of things being done. And we are so stuck on the natural, we don't mind the things of the spirit. Wow. Right. So we don't use our resources. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun Bible study. The armor of God. <laughs> fun Bible study, really? Your life depends on this. Yep. Would you go to Vietnam in pajamas with no gun? Would anyone like to sign up for that job? I'm going to drop you into this war zone in 1970 and give you some pajamas and a bottle with milk. <laughs> No, I'm not signing up for that. You signed up for something much worse. Because you're battling the devil, his agents, witches and warlocks that are on assignment to shut down the move of God. Right. That's so good. Yeah. And you're wearing pajamas. <laughs> Some of you are wearing next to that. <laughs> the Bible says, <laughs> 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 "Some of you are walking naked, and they see your shame." No. <laughs> I'm telling you, wow. we need our armor on. Yes. 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 Thank you. Lord. So there are different levels to the conversation on the armor of God. There is. A lesson in the teaching, and there is a reality in its application. Now, I want you all to win the battle. Anybody see a soldier win a battle with pajamas and a bottle? No. no. Put the bottle down. Stop crying. Pick up your sword. Put your armor on. Come on. I can't get victory unless Dan Duvall prays for me. <laughs> Who said I was God? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's right. God has armor for you. Right. Yes. Right. He has a sword for you. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Mm -hmm. We're going to start with the belt of truth. Now, interesting thing about a belt is that it holds the armor together. That's where it's fastened in the middle. It also protects the loins. How many men in here know that loins need to be protected? Yeah. <laughs> They're a bit sensitive. Sometimes you can get impaled. If you don't watch it, 
<laughs> Where are your loins in the spirit? Interesting passage comes to mind. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Now, the reality is, if the devil gets you to believe lies in your mind, yep. you have abandoned the protection of the belt of truth. Amen. You know what the lies sound like? God's not going to deliver you from this one. You can't do that. I'm never going to have to let you go. God doesn't love you. You know you hate yourself. <laughs> and so does everybody else. You're a schmuck. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest ways the devil gets us to abandon our belt of truth is in the subject of identity. Truth. That's right. That's true. How many here know what it looks like to walk the earth as a son of the Most High God who is an heir to the very throne of the Father. Exactly right. yep. Come, on. Come on. Do you know what that feels like, or do you simply know the Bible says that, and so somewhere, somehow, it may be true? <laughs> so, gird up the loins of your mind. This is the teaching side of it. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. See, until you believe that God has not left us as orphans, but has given us the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry out, Abba, Father, you may have some real daddy issues with God that block your access to his goodness, not on account of his lack of desire to give things to you, but on account of your lack of ability to receive them. That's right. So to prove the will of God, we have to have our minds renewed. Well, that makes sense. Your spirit actually has a belt. If you put it on. Breastplate of righteousness. Now, the truth is, all of man's righteousness is as filthy rags. Book of Isaiah. This is true. Our righteousness is not sufficient for us to stand before God. Doesn't matter how legalistic or religious we are, we can't stand before God without Jesus. Truth. Right. Jesus is the only door. Yep. First Corinthians 1 29 through 31 that no flesh should glory in his presence but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness see Jesus is made unto you righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according as it is written he that glories let him glory in the Lord now I have a story there was one night where I was sleeping. It happened to be the night of the fourth blood moon. Mm. Now, people in the occult 
are not my biggest fans. Well, some of them are, at least in parts of them. <laughs> you know, uh, typically I'm not their first choice. We, we really don't like this guy. And so I was targeted on the night of the fourth blood moon with witchcraft. Now I went to sleep very casually. Time to go to bed. Went to sleep. Sleeping. For a split second, I have an awareness that I am standing somewhere in the spirit realm. Now that was a brief connection into my spirit man. And then I get hit in the chest with what feels like a cannonball. It hits me so hard, I physically wake up. And I said, no. And I clenched myself like this. My muscles actually were sore from squeezing so hard. You don't make this up. This is real. True. I said, oh my gosh, God, what was that? God said, you're fine, go back to sleep. <laughs> I said, no God, I just got hit in the chest with a cannonball. God said, it was a lot bigger than a cannonball. Wow. So I wake up in the morning, I had to go back to sleep. It's like, all right, God, what's the deal? He said, well, they targeted you with a death curse. Wow. And they did it in conjunction with the fourth blood moon for maximum power. And it bounced off my oh. breastplate. Yes. Come on. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> so the Bible says, and be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Philippians 3.9. There is a righteousness of God by faith. It gives us positional righteousness. We put on Christ. And we walk it out. But there is something known as the cleansing of unrighteousness, and that comes through a lifestyle of active repentance. Right. So the Bible yeah. also says, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. So there is positional righteousness. There is also a lifestyle of repentance that we must honor. Now, shoes of the gospel of peace. You know, the interesting thing about footing is that if you are in hand-to-hand -hand combat and you lose your footing, you become vulnerable. You become vulnerable. You don't know what to do. It's back. You're fighting off your back. How many people feel like they've been fighting off their back all their lives? We're talking about a shift. But there's shoes with the gospel of peace. Now the Bible says in Romans 5.1, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now some of you think you're at war with God because he doesn't like you. You are not engaging the battle correctly. That's right. Put on your belt of truth. You have been accepted in the beloved, according to Ephesians 1.3. Mm -hmm. You have peace with God, and you need to know that when you are contending with the enemy over various areas of your life and family, God is with you. Amen. Yes. And the Bible also says in Philippians 4, 7, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Not only do we have peace with God, we also have the peace of God. Come on. Anybody ever hear about God's stress? God's stressed out ever? No. Anxiety <laughs> attacks of God? No. <laughs> God does not have that problem. But you have access to that kind of peace in God. And you wear it like footing to fight the battle. When you are wearing the shoes of the gospel of peace, and really gospel means good news, so we're talking about the shoes of the good news of peace. What's the good news? Peace with God, peace of God. Why? Jesus Christ! Yep. Come on. So, when you are in battle, you can't lose your footing. The devil challenges you. You're not going to have enough. You're not going to overcome. Whoa. 
Yes, I am. Because all things are possible with Christ. You see, you're not going to lose your footing. You know, the devil's like, no one likes you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how a lot of Christians actually live their lives. They just go down on everything. Like, my feelings are just going down again. Put your shoes on. One day, I was in a session. And I was engaging an ancient power named Thoth. He is known through Egyptian texts. He has an ibis head. He's still around. And I have to battle with a lot of these guys on a regular basis. And so this guy had uh, some major entangling in the person I was working with. I was getting them set free. And he got upset. So I'm on the phone with this person who I am helping to get set free from this ancient power. And he's like, that's it. We're done. Armies, go. The person goes into practically convulsions. So, so scared because their spiritual eyes are wide open. They're actually seeing this in the spirit realm, and they see the armies of this ancient power rushing at them in the spirit realm. Now, I'm not there in the room with them. I'm on the phone. I can't even see them. What do you do, Dan Duvall? Do you panic? No. I talk to the armies of both. I said, stand down. And they did. He's throwing at you so you can see them coming. Oh, no. oh, look at that fire! Oh, it's coming! Ouch! No, he doesn't do that. So the shield of faith is an element of our armor in the spirit realm, which blocks us from attacks on that realm. When we're walking by faith, we're actually engaging higher realms, the realms of God. 
That's a walk of faith. See, one of the other things that God showed me in heaven when I was there were storerooms. He has provision for the callings and appointments that he has in our lives, the works that he desires for us to do. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10 says, For we are saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, and not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I'm going to give you a brief example. Uh, when I was re doing research into quantum physics and some of the elements that went behind my understanding of the higher dimension component of this from a mathematical perspective. And I learned that rules change as you approach something known as the speed of light. Mm -hmm. The speed of light is the speed at which light travels through space. Mm -hmm. And what I learned was that at a very low speed relative to the speed of light, you have something known as cause precedes effect. Mm -hmm. Think about it like a target and an arrow or an archer. And so at a speed that is slow relative to speed of light, when you draw the arrow and you release, it will travel through the air and hit the target. Cause precedes effect. Mm -hmm. When you are moving at a speed about half the speed of light, the rules change. You enter into a realm of cause equals effect. Meaning the moment that I release the arrow, it simply is in the board. And when you are very near to the speed of light, or even beyond it, There, 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 there are even things known as time loops, but really, near the speed of light, what happens is that you do not actually draw the bow and release. The arrow simply is in the target. This lodges and travels back into the bow, and you enter into effect precedes cause. Come on. Now, the Bible says that God is light. Yes. And what God has stored up for you to walk out is already prepared, and you are extracting it from his realm and yes. into your life. Yeah. So you walk by faith and not by sight. It is a title deed. It is conviction of reality that cannot be perceived or experienced by the physical senses. We have a shield of faith. Now, the word shield is the Greek word thurios. Interestingly, it denotes a very large shield. Now, the thurios was historically large enough to duck an entire body behind it, about four feet by two feet in yep. certain cases. had an outer layer, oftentimes of leather, that was treated with oil and water. Oil and water. You know, there are three that bear witness in the earth, the blood, the water, and the spirit. Right. And the oil and the water would extinguish any fiery arrows that were blocked by the shield. 
Furthermore, when a group of soldiers were trapped under enemy fire, they would create a circle protecting themselves with the shields. Those that were in the middle of the circle would hold their shields above their head. They could create an impenetrable fortress of defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what happens when believers pray for each other and cover each other in prayer. Come on. That's right. That's good. Christian warfare is not lone ranger warfare. That's mm -hmm. it. <laughs> the very language attributed to the armor of God proves this out. So you want running partners. Yep. Our faith isn't only for us. It's also for our brothers and sisters in Christ with whom we are fighting side by side. The devil convinces us to fight each other. Right. That's right. Mm. Yep. Drop a spirit of strife in there. Suddenly everyone that's guarding each other turns around and begins to stab each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, this can be practically applied. There was one day a lady called me. She was having a really hard time. And she said, Dan, I was nothing working. I'm just getting slammed left, right, and center. And I said, Lord God, I set up my shield of faith between her and the assignments coming against her and all of the attacks manifesting in Jesus' name. It stopped. It's like that. So you speak. How, how do you activate your shield? Speak. Speak. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat of its fruit. So spoke. Boom. Shield. And their attack ended. So my faith was applied on their behalf. Mm -hmm. hmm. Helmet of salvation. Uh, Ephesians 2.5, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Salvation is in Jesus Christ. No other name under heaven is there by which men are saved. But the Bible also says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved. It is the power of God. See, God didn't just die to save you from hell. He died so he could save you daily. Yes. That's right. Yes. From one situation and one season yep. to the next, God has a deliverance for you. He has a healing for you. He has a salvation for you. Yes. And that'll protect your head. <laughs> that'll keep your head in the game. That'll keep your head in the game. And there's a, there's a hope. Matthew 10.22 does say, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. And I believe at least one application of this passage includes a reference to the resurrection of the dead. There is a salvation for the physical body in Christ Jesus at an appointed time. Um, now, the sword of the Spirit. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energized, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing 
to the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> Prayer and supplication in the spirit. The Bible says, praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. I believe that's actually part of the armor. I actually happen to believe that praying in the spirit is a weapon. Yes. Amen. Amen. Some groups say there is only one weapon and it's the word of God. I think there's at least two here. And one of them includes praying in the spirit. Come on. Come on. Why would you pray in the spirit, Daniel? Well, I have three reasons right now that I'll run through quickly. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Yeah. For no man understands him, albeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. The word mysteries is the Greek word mustieron. It means that which was hidden, now being revealed. If you want to reveal the hidden things of God, including his agendas to kick the devil in the teeth, ah. pray in tongues. Yeah. There you go. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Yeah. Edifies himself. Who does not want to be edified? That's right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no one put up their hand. Okay. So you should all be speaking in tongues. Okay. Um, now, Jude 1, 20. But ye beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You want to build yourself up. You know, you can have a weak spirit. You can have a strong spirit. Yep. You can have a weak spirit or you can have a strong spirit. That's right. Come on. That's I have a strong good. spirit. Anybody can have a strong spirit. That's right. Amen. Strong spirit comes with wholeness in Christ. That's right. Strong spirit is empowered by worship. Strong spirit is empowered by tongues. That's right. Come on. That's it. Strong spirit manifests as a son of God. There was a time in my life where I used to actually be able to be held down by demons in my sleep, and I'd have to fight my way out of sleep paralysis. Then there was a day where one of these things tried to climb upon me, and I literally rolled over into bed with my physical arm like that, my spirit rolled over with the spiritual arm like that, and slap that demon to the other side of the city. Come on. And there was a shift because suddenly I had gotten stronger. You don't know the power that God can reveal through your spirit. Right, 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 right. right. You are begging God to have his angels do all the fighting for you. Here's a mystery. Paul said, we wrestle. Right. Yes. Right, right. We just haven't been told how strong we can be in Christ Jesus. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Um. Come on. <laughs> There's going to come a day where the demons... They don't even want to fight against Come on. That's right. Oh, no. Not her. Yep. <laughs> Not her. Come oh, no. On now. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, can I at least fight with their angels? I can want to fight with them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a death sentence and you know it. It's a death sentence and you know it. Yep. Come on. That's good. That's good. That's right. That's good. The sword of the spirit. I'm going to come back to this yes. for a minute. Um, there are two types of swords. And then we're going to do an activation here. Um, reference in the New Testament. One of them is the Machaira. One of them is the Romphaea. Uh, the Machaira was generally understood as a large knife with a curved cutting edge. Some had one blade, some had two. Mm-hmm. Historically, it was referring to different types of designs. It wasn't very long, maybe 18 inches. The Romphaea was understood as a long and broad cutlass. It had a handle that could be a foot and a half alone. The blade, two to three feet. So brutal, it caused the only documented change to Roman armor for a weapon. Guess which one you got? Scripturally, the Machaira. God, I've been getting my butt kicked all my life and you gave me a dinky knife (laughs) come on man what is the deal when we realize that the sword of the spirit is the word of god we learn that any weapon that is used skillfully is extremely lethal. That's right. See, God didn't design us to do warfare like this. <laughs> Devil. He designed us to use it skillfully. Right. Right. That means we learn how to apply the word in warfare. We have to be strategic, we have to be educated, we have to be trained. So when someone comes to me and says, Daniel, I am sick, I say, Lord, help them. That's not using my Makaira skillfully. That's right. They say, Daniel, I need some financial breakthrough. I say, you should just be happy being broke. (laughs) That's not using my Makaira skillfully. How do you use your Makaira skillfully, Daniel? Father God, I thank you that your name is Jehovah Jireh. You own the cattle on a thousand hills, the gold is yours, and the silver is yours. You said in your word that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just, and that as we give it will be given unto us. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will you cause men to give it to our bosom? As we seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. As a matter of fact, you said that you are able to make all grace abound towards us, that we having all sufficiency in all things can abound to every good work. I sabotage the attacks of the devil against their finances. I interrupt the assignments and the curses manifesting against them, both generationally and otherwise. In the name of Jesus, I declare breakthrough coming in. You can communicate like that. But the Bible says life and death 
Is in the power of the tongue. Yep. Now, at this point, I am going to do something unique. Now, some of you here, you're not wearing your armor. Some of you here have had your armor stolen. Yep. Some of you here have had your spirits locked up and confined. Some of you here have spirit men that are wandering. Some of you here have armor that doesn't even fit right. How do you know that, Daniel? I've done enough ministry to know the state of the body of Christ. I've heard it and dealt with it. And this is one of the things that God has allowed me to do. I am able to command new armor. Come on. It comes with my office. I can just give it away. I can, and you know what? When we give armor, it's high tech. Come on. Come on. It's reinforced. It's well fitting. Fits right. It's really cool. I've had a lot of reports. I know what happens when I do this. How many people here want an upgrade on their arm? I want everybody that has a desire. For this, stand up. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. If you do not know Jesus, you will get nothing. If you want to know Jesus and receive him as your personal Lord and Savior, repeat after me right now. Lord God, I come before you in prayer and I repent of my sins and I renounce the devil. I believe that Jesus Christ Jesus Christ. is the Son of God. That He was born of a virgin. That He died for my sins. And on the third day, He rose from the dead. I believe that this Lord Jesus Christ is the Creator of heaven and earth. And I choose you, Lord Jesus, as my God. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness with the blood that you shed. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Live your life in me and through me from now on. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Right now, in the name of Jesus, 
I declare. That angels are being put on assignment. And scrolls are being delivered with coordinates. I am calling back human spirits that belong to those in this house now. Get them. I am extending my realm into the places where spirits have been locked down by souls that do not trust them. And I am breaking the locks and undoing the chains. Come forth. I am calling for an outpouring of oil of anointing over the heads of every human spirit here that belongs here. Pour it out, God. Angels, pour it out. I declare refreshing, restoration, reinstatement in assignment. And Lord God, I declare right now that everywhere it is necessary, I am creating new armor through my realm that is specific to the assignments of those in this house that fits and that it is distributed so that it can be assumed now. Helmets of salvation, breastplates of righteousness, belts of truth, shoes of the gospel of peace, shields of faith, Swords of the Spirit, I even call for cloaks of zeal in Jesus' name. And I impart and activate it now. Enjoy your equipping. How many feel that? Yeah. Yeah. I can feel it. Just enjoy it right now. How many feel it? Say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just enjoy that for a minute. Your life is changing. Your life is just now changing in the past 30 seconds. Everything's changing. Everything's changing. For many of you, you've been looking for breakthrough. It's not about breakthrough. It's about being fully equipped. Everything's changing. The way that you see things, the way that you understand things, is changing. 
and expect a dream, expect visions tonight. Expect everything to change. Discovering the Truth with Dan DeBall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.